0: on today's episode weakness versus sensitivity welcome to the podcast helping you overcome your proximal hamstring tendinopathy this podcast is designed to help you understand this condition learn the most effective evidence-based treatments and of course bust the widespread misconceptions my name is brodie sharp i'm an online physiotherapist Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in once again to to listen to today's episode. We have weakness versus sensitivity. Um, How this links to the above episode, please, if you haven't already, have a listen to last week's episode when we talk about recovery expectations, because we're talking about dealing with setbacks, and setbacks are usually in the form of a flare-up, and it's understanding the flare-up, which is what today's episode is all about. And so um, once again, this was on the Run Smarter podcast and I've just clipped it um, to best suit you. And so have a listen and I'll dive back in after the recording to talk about exactly what I think about when it comes to specifically around PHT recovery. So let's dive in. I thought of this idea along with other people asking these similar questions and hearing the clients that I see online, they have similar thoughts that go into their mind around this weakness versus sensitivity because often misinterpreted. And when it is misinterpreted, there can be a lot of doubts, a lot of thoughts of anxiety and not too sure what to do from here. It's just if someone starts misinterpreting their symptoms, I think I need to do an episode on it. So what do I mean when it comes to weakness versus sensitivity? I think the best way I could describe it is through an example. Uh, let's just say we have someone with, we'll say plantar fasciitis, but we can substitute this for any injury. Let's say this person is recovering from plantar fasciitis, have spent three months or so building up their Running tolerance, like their return to run program, and they've built up a lot of strength doing their calf raises and loading up the fascia, increasing its capacity and slowly building up their tolerance, finding success, but slowly getting up. Let's say they've built up to 10Ks. Then one day they've overdone things. Maybe they've ran too fast, or maybe they've spent some time loading up the plantar fascia outside of running, maybe doing barefoot walking a bit too much. And then all of a sudden it flares up. And out of nowhere, their plantar fascia is a little bit sore, a little bit sore in the morning. They're like, oh, damn, I've overloaded something here. But that's okay. I've built up strength. Um, everything's fine. And then they go and do their 10K run, and this significantly flares them up. And they say, what the hell? Have I <clears throat> lost strength like I did 10Ks last week? Why can't I do 10Ks currently? Why is it flaring up? Have Have I lost this strength? And then maybe I need to start a few steps back. And so in three or four days time, they try 5Ks and it flares up. Already a a thought would be, oh my God, I've lost so much strength. I can't believe it. All this work that I've done. And then a few days later, a 30 minute barefoot walk, let's say they're walking around the house in bare feet and that flares them up. And they think all this, all these months of putting in this hard work, doing my calf raises, building up the strength, the return to running. And now I feel like I'm back to square one. I feel like, all that strength has gone in the period of two weeks and yeah, I have to start back at square one and that can introduce a lot of thoughts and a lot of frustrations. It's, and if you can, if you're interpreting this as a loss of strength or a growing weakness, it can be very frustrating. And you can substitute this for um, proximal hamstring tendinopathy. I think I might put this episode into the, my proximal hamstring tendinopathy podcast because it is a lesson everyone needs to know. Uh, but just substitute any injury, could be with a shoulder injury if someone's a swimmer. It could be just with knee pain if you're a runner or a cyclist. And so what's actually happening here? Are we losing strength? Is it weakness? I don't think so. In reality, well, I know so. Because in reality, what's happening is there's not a decrease in strength. There is an increase in sensitivity to that area the pain receptors are heightened and the structure still remains the same if it's a tendon if it's a fascia if it's the joint if it's a knee joint nothing's really changed there's no if you were to scan it before scan it after there's no you won't be able to see any signs of weakness but what you will be able to notice is that the pain receptors are a little bit heightened everything's a little bit sensitive and so This doesn't mean that we ignore these pain signals and press on and run through because we're thinking, oh, it's just pain signals, that's fine. We actually need to pay attention to it. It doesn't mean that we ignore these pain signals. What it does mean is that we, in this sensitive state, we need to find your new temporary adaptation zone and start training within that. And it might be in the short term, it might be for a week or two, but we need to find that because the more and more sensitive your injury gets the lower and lower that new temporary adaptation zone becomes and if we use this example if say we did that um, uh, back to that plantar fasciitis if someone were to overdo things maybe they walked too much um, and 10k's was fine all of a sudden there's a little bit of a flare-up the sense sensitive structure is a little bit painful i'd say okay let's just for today let's do three k's and see how we go and then all of a sudden if three k's is your new adaptation zone things will settle down relatively quickly then the next attempt you can go to five k's then the next you can do seven then the next you can do ten and then we just like within two weeks we haven't we're back to back to our 10k usual however if we try and find that adaptation zone say oh Maybe our new adaptation zone is 7Ks and that flares it up. Then we drop again. But Then we drop our new adaptation zone is even lower because it becomes more sensitive and more irritable. So it re- we really need to pay attention to this, which we'll I'll go through in a second. But a lesson that we need to know, in this particular state, it isn't weak, it is just sensitive. It's really... Um, the, the pain receptors, like I said, are heightened and we just need to really pay attention to it. So this helps us transition into exactly what we should do and how we can find our new adaptation zone while our structure is particularly sensitive. The first thing I want to say is it might we might need to transition away from running just for a couple of days and start doing things that uh, help hit our adaptation zone in different ways. So like strength training, if we use like a knee, for example, we might maybe any sort of running might be too much for it in this irritated, sensitive state. So maybe we need to do, say, some slow but heavy squats or lunges. Maybe that's fine. And that's enough to hit that adaptation zone. If we use plantar fascia, uh, plantar fasciitis, maybe we back off the running and maybe we do our slow and heavy Calf raises with our toe extended, uh, with a, a folded up towel underneath our toes, which is fo- found to be really beneficial for plantar fascia. Maybe we find something. It's all about finding that adaptation zone, maybe recruiting a little bit of experience or a coach or a health professional to help you through this process. But depending on the level of irritation, that current state, you want to be more and more cautious about the first thing that you dive into, the first thing that you trial to see if you can tolerate it. If it's a very mild flare-up, very mild symptoms, then you can probably test out 50 to 75% of your current capacity and see how that goes. If it's really sensitive, really irritable, you're probably looking at something at around about 15% of your current or just something completely different. Like I said, instead of doing running, we might need to back off running completely and do some strength training. And that's only in the short term while all these pain receptors and things start settling down and then we slowly start returning back to what we were doing. So it is a bit of a trial and error. does depend on your current capacity before the flare-up. does depend on the significance or the level severity of your flare-up. But all in all, we're being proactive along the way. And these thoughts of you've lost all that progress, you're back to square one, Um, we, we really want to avoid those negative thoughts because that can spiral out of control as well. We want to avoid pushing through the flare up more. I illustrated that before, and I'll say that again, because then the sense, the structure just becomes more and more sensitive, um, without a structure and without the right method or the right process and the right guidance, um, you might be, you might find yourself a bit astray. So recruiting some help um, can be effective as well and you can return back a lot quicker. So I think it's worth mentioning now, there are certain factors throughout life and throughout your day-to-day which can affect sensitivity of a structure. And I see this in a lot of people that have chronic pain. I've seen this in a lot of people that uh, might have a really sensitive um, injury and are really worried about pain signals. They're very vigilant about pain signals. There are certain influences throughout the day which turn up your pain dials. And I listened to another podcast last week and they explained that quite well. There are certain factors that just have pain intensity dials and certain things can turn up those dials and just make things really sensitive. So all of a sudden, like a small stimulus Triggers quite a lot. And so I've got a few dot points here. I might be repeating myself, you might already know this. One is poor diet. So if you're eating a lot of junk food, a lot of sugar, um, stuff that isn't good for you, this can circulate a lot of um, or foster a, a heightened sensitivity. Just general lifestyle being inactive, sedentary behavior, lack of social interaction, these sort of unhelpful social behaviors can be really detrimental and can help and can spark sensitivity definitely poor sleep uh that it, sleep does help the body rejuvenate and it helps settle a lot, a lot of things down it helps regulate a lot of hormones and a lot of um yeah just hormones that are circulating throughout the body the last last two which are the most important i think are stress anxiety and then your emotions and your thoughts that you attribute to certain things. If you're constantly focusing on the negative, if you're constantly hypervigilant, if you're constantly anxious about flaring up a certain area, we know this with our pain science episodes, it's going to spark more sensitivity. And when you learn to, say, forget about an area, the process and the, the healing time is is a, it's a lot quicker. And so you could be... Running your 10ks with your planar fasciitis and be thriving, but all of a sudden, if you're starting to uh, be quite anxious, if your diet's letting go, if you're on the couch all the time just watching TV, eating potato chips, and having those really unhealthy sedentary lifestyles, that can help. That can not help, but it can spark a lot of that sensitivity and turn up those dials within the body. And all of a sudden, what might be a little spark of pain in someone now becomes a, a, a flare up or becomes a very significant pain that you need to pay attention to. So be familiar with this sensitivity and it can just spark out of nowhere. I, I think the first time I really heard this in detail was in the podcast Empowered Beyond Pain and they mainly talk about low back pain and chronic low back pain or say chronic osteoarthritis of the knees and hips and they recognize that some low back pain or pain signals can just flare up out of nowhere. And there is a a link between all those things that I discussed around poor diet, poor um, social interactions, poor thoughts, behavior, stress, anxiety, all those things um, have real connections with why all of a sudden there's a flare up. And so we need to keep this in mind. We need to consider this and just recognize that if there is if you are particularly sensitive, if there are a lot of flare-ups that don't make sense, but you do have a lot of anxiety around a particular injury, these are things that need to be considered. Okay, um, what is weakness then? If we're doing weakness versus sensitivity, we're looking at what turns up those dials, what contributes a lot to that sensitive structure, but what about that weakness? What what's what contributes to weakness? And I, I can't really follow evidence, I haven't seen a lot, but... Talking about durations, we're looking at long durations of underloading will start to slowly trickle into some weakness because weakness is the capacity that you can currently tolerate. Every joint, every muscle, every ligament will have a certain load capacity. If you overload it, it will start to break down rather than build up. But everyone, every structure in the body has its limit and that's what we call strength. That's what we call like tolerance It's what we call resilience. But if we have this plantar fasciitis and it has a certain level of strength, what will actually cause it to be weaker? And that is long periods of underloading. I think around about three weeks, if you're constantly underloading it, that's when weakness will start to creep in and start to slowly, um, contribute to less and less strength however this will happen a lot quicker with periods of say bed rest or if you're put in a cast or if you're really really underloading it it will happen a lot sooner people are amazed when they get out of hospital they've spent three days complete bed rest and they look at the condition of their legs and they're just sticks just because you have spent so long just complete offloading complete bed rest. those who have been in a cast let's say if they've had a broken bone as a kid um or if they've had to be in a cast for whatever particular reason or they've been on crutches and having to completely offload a certain structure for say seven to ten days and then they look at the amount of atrophy like how much muscle is wasted away in that short period of time it's astounding and that's because you've gone completely offloading uh so it will happen a lot quicker if you yeah, do that complete offload. But weakness will generate slower through indirect activity, like cross-training and um, just keeping the body engaged, keeping the body strong in other ways. And what I can think about, let me throw an example. If, we're, um, if we have plantar fasciitis and we need to spend some considerable time off, because it will flare up. Just some really light, low levels of walking will help maintain a lot of strength that is gained without there um, being much like offloading. If you wanted to spend time in a cast or on crutches or in bed for an extended period of time, the plantar fascia strength will downgrade very, very quickly. However, if you're just walking around, if you're on your feet, um, that process will take a lot longer to, weakness will take a lot longer to manifest itself. And so I hope that makes sense. It's not going to get weaker in the period of two days or a week because there's a significant flare up. The structure itself will still be able to tolerate a lot, but it's just extremely sensitive. I hope the difference between the two has been quite reassuring for you. If you had these, maybe you can reflect in the past when injuries might've occurred. I know there's several times like my proximal hamstring will flare up and all of a sudden sitting for half an hour will flare it up and i'm like oh damn but doing the right things three days in a row after that and i'm back to sitting for you know four or five hours it's not the fact that i've got stronger in that time it's the fact that it's become less sensitive so have a have a think back over the last couple of years when you might have had an injury if you might have had a flare up or Sensitive um, period in your life, and yeah, I think just have it gives you a bit more control, a bit more how, ha- a bit more. Um, it'll help you interpret your symptoms a little bit more. So just bear that in mind. Um, so I've got my note here to do a bit of a recap, but I think I already just did that. It's a it's a simple concept once you learn it, but I think learning it is the tricky part because people can get quite confused. Okay, so after discussing this weakness versus sensitivity around this um, pain or like a flare up, hopefully um, this helps you with the to learn to explain a flare up and give reason to your flare up plan. Because if you have a flare up plan in place and the flare up plan suggests maybe increasing your exercises or um, continuing at the same exercise or maybe backing off your exercise. Um, it wouldn't make sense if you think that this sensitivity is just the tendon getting weaker. For example, I thought I'd share what my flare-up plan is when I have a PHT setback. And I have had to face one about a month ago or something. It was quite irritated, very achy at night, um, very irritable with sitting. And um, uh, yeah, I thought I'd share my plan. So if there is a time when maybe I've ran too much or maybe I've done too much cycling or too much um, strength and conditioning and my PHT tendon starts getting sore. My focus is actually to start doing more heavy, slow lifting. And that's the deadlifts, that single leg deadlifts, that squats, um, lunges, and my tendon starts feeling better because of that. And um, I also, outside of running, I would do say I would sit less. I do more sit the sit stand kind of um, rotation, and yeah, I would do little and often loading. So like maybe, theraband based exercises. I do that like multiple times a day. Whereas with the slow heavy loading would be maybe every two or three days. And if I was to think that my tendon's getting weaker or this sensitivity is because my tendon is weak, I wouldn't be overdoing it with this slow, heavy stuff or doing more exercises throughout the day because that would just overload that tendon and make it worse. But that's not how it actually works. That's not how life works. And that's why when I do my rehab exercises or I have this flare-up plan where I start lifting heavier than what I did before, my tendon starts feeling better. And um, so that flare-up plan might not necessarily work for you because I know through like months or years of just rehabbing that my tendon's actually very strong and when it's sore, I know that it's still strong whereas why it might differ from individual to individual is because everyone has a a different capacity level and so um, that's why when I work with clients online and we come up with this flare-up plan, it's always unique or it's always tailored to the individual and their specific uh, load tolerances Um, yeah, so that's it. So, um, hopefully that's helped realize a few things. Hopefully you recognize this moving forward because it can be uh, very reassuring to know that you just haven't lost these weeks and weeks of building up strength or months of building up strength that it hasn't just lost. You haven't lost all that progress. Um, so yeah, next time we're actually talking about the mental side of things and talking to Carrie Cheadle, who is the author of the book rebound And the episode title is how your mind, train your mind to bounce back from injury. And so we're still on this recovery expectations. We're still on this um, recovery plan kind of theme and that will kick off or that will finish off our trilogy that we have with these three uh, episodes. So look forward to bringing you that next time. Thanks once again for listening and taking control of your rehab. If you are a runner and love learning through the podcast format, then go ahead and check out the Run Smarter Podcast hosted by me. I'll include the link along with all the other links mentioned today in the show notes. So open up your device, click on the show description, and all the links will be there waiting for you. Congratulations on paving your way forward towards an empowering, pain-free future. And remember, knowledge is power.